1: How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Are we not thankful for the word of God, the holy Bible, that will help and direct our lives in the very best way? These words from the psalmist in Psalm 119 and verse 9 remind our young people especially of how their way can be clear and their way can be cleansed. Today we wish to bring forth some thoughts toward our youth of today. But, dear friends, God's Word and its teaching is good for all. For, after all, it is the older generation that instructs, grants advice, and helps our youth of today. We'll talk about this more in just a moment, but allow me to pause and to give a thank you to our Jay Webb for his kind remarks and greetings to everyone, especially today, to our young people that will tune in to our broadcast. And as we think about our young people of today... Young people have those older friends, not only their parents of whom they will rank number one for the best advice, but individuals who have a good example before them. I know in days past there were older gospel preachers that I respected and still are today, but I'm finding myself as I'm getting older that I'm looked upon by others, and so I have to be careful with my example too. Today, let's offer some biblical advice from the one who was granted wisdom from above. Wisdom that, according to 1 Kings 4, verse 29, was even as the sand that is on the seashore. And I'm speaking of Solomon. In Ecclesiastes 1, verses 16 through 18, Solomon said, I said in my heart, I have acquired great wisdom, surpassing all who were over Jerusalem before me, and my heart has had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. And I applied my heart to know wisdom, and to know madness and folly. I perceive that this also is but a striving after wind. For in much wisdom is much vexation, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. Now, Solomon is not speaking of knowledge of God, but... When we increase knowledge in areas that would be madness and folly, here was his conclusion. It is but striving after wind. Think about that phrase. And you know, when he was used for the Lord, Solomon was excellent. But when he looked toward the world of which he is referring and he made wrong choices, his wisdom and knowledge were invested in the wrong places. He was just striving after wind. I heard it said a few years ago that many times our choices are not of good and bad, but better and best. In other words, some things in and among themselves are good, but when they are pursued without God or they're not controlled, they can take us from God. So we want to seek out some good biblical wisdom, inspired advice, teaching that is implied and teaching that is commended. For our young people to not develop a life where they are striving after wind or chasing after the wind because you can chase after it, but you're not going to catch it. We'll be back in just a moment as we talk about this. But first, some words from our J Web about where you can hear our broadcast of Are You Listening from International Gospel Hour.
0: Hello, friends. Miss a broadcast of Are You Listening? Please know you may easily access previous broadcasts through our seven podcast partners, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Just search for International Gospel Hour, and you can find previous broadcasts of Are You Listening? They are always there 24-7 for you to listen or download. And now, let's continue our study.
1: Let's talk about pleasure. Is that not something that can turn into us striving after the wind? Allow Solomon to speak, Ecclesiastes 2, beginning with verse 1. I said in my heart, Come now, I will test you with mirth or pleasure. Therefore, enjoy pleasure. But surely this also was vanity. I said of laughter, madness, and of mirth, what does it accomplish? I searched in my heart how to gratify my flesh with wine while guiding my heart with wisdom and how to lay hold on folly till I might see what was good for the sons of men to do under heaven all the days of their lives. Solomon said, in other words, I wanted to keep my same faith and wisdom, but I wanted to see how the other half lives. Now, dear friends, there is nothing wrong with pleasure or enjoyment of the things God has given us. But it is wrong when that pleasure and enjoyment takes us away from our faithfulness to God. In other words, we're just constantly striving or striving after wind to accomplish something that just doesn't give us pleasure. Of Moses, in Hebrews 11.25, the Bible says, "...choosing rather to share ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season." You see, our pleasures may be okay in and of themselves, but they can also turn into things that are sinful when they pull us from God. God grants us warnings when our pleasures of life overtake our priorities. The reprobate mind of man pursues all unrighteousness and has pleasure in so resulting in a life that is, according to Romans 1.32, worthy of death. In James 5 and verse 5, you have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanting. You have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. It's like with the pleasures of life, no matter what we may do, we're always going to seek something else to try to fill that heart even more. But Solomon, when he reasoned that in his heart, he simply came to the conclusion, you can't allow pleasures of the world to dictate your happiness. Never allow pleasure to have you striving after wind, young people. Keep your faith in Christ first. Walk faithful for Him and not allow your pleasures to fill your life because, as Solomon said, speaking of wisdom, it's not going to work. Here's a second one. How about possessions? The next reading from Ecclesiastes 2 beginning with the verse 4, it's a little lengthy, but it's worthy Let's listen to the wisdom of Solomon. I made great works. I built houses and planted vineyards for myself. I made myself gardens and parks and planted them in all kinds of fruit trees. I made myself pools from which to water the forest of the growing trees. Let's try that again, dear friends. Let's go back to verse 9 of Ecclesiastes 2. So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me, and whatever my eyes desired I did not keep from them. I kept my heart from no pleasure, for my heart found pleasure in all my toil, and this was my reward for all my toil. Then I considered all that my hands had done, and the toil that I had expended in doing it. And behold, all was vanity, and a striving after wind, and there was nothing to be gained under the sun. The possessions that Solomon had. You know, folks, we would read that and say from Ecclesiastes 2, 4-11, Man, he had it made. He had everything at his disposal. But allow his wisdom to speak. It was all vanity. He was striving after the wind. I have an old Bible tract that I've had for a number of years that has a hand rising up from all the possessions, cars, houses around it, and the question on the front of the Bible tract, do our possessions possess us? Dear friends, do they take up our time? Please recall how the rich young man went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions, Matthew 19, verse 22. He wished not to follow Christ. And when he walked away sorrowful, when you read all of the gospel accounts of this young man and of this account that Jesus tells, sorrowful means it kept increasing. It did not ease up. He wished not to follow Christ. He wanted the minimum. uh, Rather, he wanted the maximum for the minimum. He wanted to possess salvation, but he wasn't willing to pay the price for it. And in this regard, dear friends, a work ethic can go awry, and all the things in this world cannot please us. But in Matthew 6, verses 19-21, through "...lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust does not corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also." Dear friends, let's think on this and not allow our possessions to possess us, but to use them to God's glory. Let's pause here for a moment. Our J-Web has some information about our app for your smartphone. And I'll be back to talk with you a little bit more as we wrap up our study. The International Gospel
0: Hour app is available for your iPhone or Android. Go to the App Store for iPhones and Google Play for your Android. Search international gospel hour and download our app absolutely free you can have access to our website social media podcasts our youtube channel and other resources all by the touch of your finger in the palm of your hand please download the international gospel hour app today
1: quite quickly too friends we can talk about popularity as something that we strive after wind that's what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 4:13 through 16. Of all the living that moved, along with the youth end of all people, and all of those that would make his popularity, but yet it's striving after wind. The people increased continually with Absalom in 2 Samuel 15 and verse 12. The hearts of men went after Absalom in 2 Samuel 15:13, but Absalom's death ceased their direction and loyalty. You see, dear friends, there's nothing wrong with pleasures and possessions or popularity. But if they come between us and God and become more the priority than God, then we are asking for trouble. Remember the wise words of Solomon in Ecclesiastes 12.1. Remember now your Creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. Let's continue our studies together another time, shall we? Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour